God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcasts. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. And I'm Ash Up. Before we do anything today, I've got to give my parents a shout out. They're celebrating 49 years of marriage today. Uh, so next year, 50 years. But wow. today it's 49. Congratulations, mom and dad. Love you. I, I was going to crack a joke, but I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I, I was going to, 49 years. Mm. Okay, so, so who wears the pants in that family? Who's the, who's the pants wearer? Oh, it depends on the topic. But honestly, they're um, the perfect example of, you know, kind of flexing into the roles and, and, and carrying the weight when, um, when one of you is weak, picking up the slack for the other one. And, and really, if I could describe my parents' mar marriage in a, a single phrase, it would be loving the, pers the other person more than you love yourself. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll take that. I'll, I'll definitely take that. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. So congratulations. And that's just about the only good news that we have today because it's uh, the, the, the calls to disarm well, the American people and to, uh, to remove the right to self-defense is hyster it's hysterical out there. You know, it's, I think the, the issue that we face, I mean, the issue that we face right now is not one that we don't have, we have a lot of bad news because we have some good news. I, mean, I don't know if you saw the post that I put up yesterday, but I, I feel pretty confident in a plan that we have that allows the people in the country to become the lesser magistrate. Mm. It's, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, think about it. We, we actually have the ability to stand in the gap together and stop all the madness. I mean, would, would you stand in the gap if you had the ability to stop the madness? Would you? I, yeah. Okay. I'd stand well, in the gap regardless. Because somebody's well, got to. I mean, at, at this point, I think that we're, we're at that place. So we're at a place right now where we can actually save our nation. Do it very quickly. We can do it before Election Day in 2022. Oh. I mean, imagine that. Imagine that we save, every, we, save, we save our nation before Election Day 2022. That sounds amazing because I've really kind of, you know, hunkered down for a long, a long drawn-out fight here to save the nation. So please do tell. All right. So... You know, we, we've talked a little bit about this. So we're going to have we're going to have a bunch of people that walk across the entire country, 100 cities in 100 days. And the, the goal is to have. So I'm going to go to 100 cities in 100 days and meet with people across America. And we're going to have 10 other groups of people that go to 100 cities in that 100 days. 
And so we, we hope to hit a thousand, a thousand cities or some cities twice. And the idea is simple. When we look at, and I'm going to go back to the, the prophetic, I think it was prophetic, and we, 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 have to stay, we have to stay aligned with biblical principles because the law of the land has been associated with biblical principles for 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. And it's been proven that over, over history, the times that we moved away from God's principles for the foundation of natural law, for our laws and our nations, that those nations have failed. Mm-hmm. And we look at the Nuremberg trials specifically, where they were, there was no absolutes. And so the, the police and the military, they have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why they're purging many parts of the military is because they have to. They have to get rid of the people who are God-fearing. They the have moral to get rid compass. Of the, people, the moral compass. Yeah. Because then it allows for man's law to become the law of the land. See, it's not democracy that they're pushing towards. That's, that's, not the, that's not the root of what they're trying to accomplish. What they're trying to accomplish is subservience, mm-hmm. is turning us into all slaves. So we do what they say. You have one thought, one thought process. And they did this, by the way, in one year. They literally lit the candle and away they went. And then they called everyone conspiracy theorists as they lied. And they, they got caught lying. And instead of actually admitting that they lied, they waited 12 months, 16 months, 18 months, two years, lied and said, oh, well, that... You know, that there was some vulnerabilities, but. Yeah. So in our nation, we know that we've been asleep at the wheel for decades. And we know that all the things that have come about, we've watched this slow erosion. Now, some people woke up faster. Matt Truella, Truella wrote that book, The Doctrine of the, of the Lesser Magistrate. He wrote that book in 2013. So he wrote that book nine years ago. And if you read the book, he talks specifically about things that, our, our controlled opposition. Our controlled opposition right now, and we're going to get into the gun, gun laws and the fact that they, uh, that they, you know, they, they want to be challenged, right? So that they, they, they want to say that, oh, we can stop you all day. They don't want to solve the problem. So if they wanted to solve the problem, they would put an armed guard, an armed person, excuse me, bless you, excuse me. Um, the inside of every school because that would solve the problem. That would neutralize any threat to the, to right. the students in that school. But they don't want to do that. See, they, they wanted to work to take, the, take that ability, that neutralized ability, out of the schools. Against all logic, right? And instead want to punish law-abiding citizens. Right. And so, but what Matthew talked about is that then people on our side for the last two decades that are a part of the selection process, not the election process, that those people would make themselves look as if they were fighting for our rights. They would make themselves look as if they were the lesser magistrate, like they were standing up and standing between the oppressor and the oppressed, the, the victims. But in actuality, what was happening is, is that they wanted to look like they were doing something until a court decided that, no, we're going to let this go. You remember that? And the courts are, are just as corrupted. Yeah. I mean, they, we can look at the court system holistically. Uh, over the last 50 years and see the degradation of just basic ethics. Look no further than what happened in Colorado where you had the Colorado Supreme Court. For those of you that don't know, they're under the, the chief judge who retired in 2020 uh, is under investigation for quid pro quo, gave a sexually assaulted person who left a $2 million contract to shh, don't say anything, right? Got caught, had to cancel the contract. So there's, there's a large number of 
problems inside of the court system. We're seeing it all over the place. Pedophilia within judges, judges assaulting other people in the court system, uh, orgies that are happening. I think that happened in, in uh, Pennsylvania. So, so we have a corrupted judiciary across the board. And so, but what happens is people on our side go and say, I'm going to fight. And they take it to court and then they lose. And then they let the unjust law that was created at the federal level, right, at the higher court level, stand, and they stop fighting. Mm. And in, in essence, these are the things that break down societal norms. These are the things that take away God's law inside of the community. And so now I've been doing a massive amount of research on what it means to be a lesser magistrate and whether or not you have to be one of the seven. There are only 7,400 people in the nation that are elected. Did you know that? I didn't. 7,400. There are 7,400 people in the United States that are elected. There are 38,000 judges and magistrates. Um, that means that we are ruled over by less than 50,000 people. Yeah. I mean, think about that. I mean, it, it, it's something that you, you should be paying attention to because as we start looking at how do we stop all of this, it becomes very simple. And it becomes not insurmountable. See, we look at it and say, they're too big. Right. And the reality of it is they're not big at all. It's 50,000 people, guys. And then the bureaucrats that are elected by them that are in the FBI and things like that that are, that are, that are infiltrated, we can ignore them completely mm. because they don't matter. And, and you can look no further than what Amon Bundy did, mm. right? When he stood up, when they went on to BLM, the Bureau of Land Management came in and tried to confiscate people's cattle for grazing on land they've grazed on for over 100 years and said, oh, you, you, you're not allowed to do that. We're going to take your property, right? And Amon Bundy said, no, you're not. Showed up with 100 people. So then the FBI showed up with snipers. And so Amon Bundy showed up with snipers and said, okay, I'm going to one-up you. And what did they do? They backed down. And we look at things like Waco where the FBI bragged about what they did to everyday people in America, and they bragged about it. They bragged about killing women and children. And so we know that they don't have a moral compass. We know that they're actually doing things that are against the natural law, against the law of the land. But we have to make decisions right now to stand up. And we have to make decisions to, to create an ethos as a society, have unlikely alliances. I've been talking about this for two years. And that is what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. Mm -hmm. Now remember, Amon Bundy was charged twice. Twice he was charged. Once up in Oregon for what happened with... Um, I can't think of his name. I was just looking for his um, name, too. He died. Uh, yeah, he yeah. did. He was shot. He, he was, was shot, shot dead. by the police. Oh, he was shot by the FBI. FBI. They passed him out. He jumped. He, w he walked outside of the car, and they opened fire on him in the snow. Like this. Like this. Walked outside of the car with his arms up, and, and he they, was murdered in cold and, blood. And, they, and, and nothing came of that. They, they were cleared of all wrongdoing. Yep. They always and, are. And Amon Bundy was charged in federal court. And a jury of his peers says not guilty. Yeah. We can look at what happened in Michigan, where the jury, the people that they said were, the FBI charged them with trying to kidnap Governor Whitmer. And guess what happened? It was a lie. They were lying. The media lied. Again, they lied. I mean, and you, and you, you could say, well, I'm, I'm not surprised. You shouldn't be surprised. There is no surprise to this at all. But we look at, at this, and they went to court, and they were found not guilty. So that tells you that the people in this country are and tired of Lavoie being enslaved. And it was Lavoie Finnecum that Lavoie they Finnecum. murdered. Yeah. Yep. So, so the reason why I say that is because we've identified the problem. Like the problem is not moral decay in our country. The problem is moral decay within the selected leadership within our country. See, we haven't morally decayed. 
but we allow for technology companies that are driven by these 7,400 people that have access to trillions of dollars of our money. They have access to trillions of dollars of our money. They can then take that money, give it to other organizations, and have them build technology in order to oppress more the people with it that they're supposed to represent. Mm -hmm. and, and so as we start looking at the, the circles and how we fix this, the, the problem is our election system is, is compromised, completely compromised. We know it's compromised. And we know why it's compromised. It's compromised because the machines were designed to defraud the American people. Mm -hmm. We also know that mail-in ballots are a system by which they can use bad actors on mulling those, those, those uh, ballots and on creating fake and, and fraudulent ballots and that they can bloat the voter rolls. And so we can solve those problems by identifying the problem and then going after the problem, much like what we should have done when we started talking about gun control. Mm -hmm. But we didn't do that. We didn't do that. So we're going to get into a bunch of stuff today, but if you're going to stand between the oppressor and the oppressed, then you, you have to be the one to stand in the gap. And the gap is that place by which you protect the, the people, the victims, the intended victims from the oppressor. And in this case, we know the machines are bad. So the machines got to go. Yeah. And the court system has already decided they're not going to do anything about it. They're going to stand as controlled opposition and take their time. We don't have time. Time is not on, is not on our side. And so the machines have to go, and the mail-in ballots have to go. And we have to make sure that we don't count any ballots. We're not, we're not counting mail-in ballots. We go to a simple system. And if you want to learn about solving the problem, people, I'm going to tell you how to solve the problem. We solve the problem at the problem. So the reason why they wanted mail-in ballots is because they said everyone didn't have, the, have an ID. That was their whole thing. People don't, that are poor don't have access to an ID, and they don't have access to the ability to go to a polling place. So we increase the polling places and we make all IDs in the United States, if you cannot afford it, a federal ID is appointed to you, it's free. Mm -hmm. And on that, it identifies you as an American citizen or not an American citizen. And we can validate and we can audit that process. That solves the problem. So simple. That's number one. Number two, and guys, listen, it's, it's, th this is so simple, a caveman can do it. We can simplify things completely, and we can save the taxpayers tens of billions of dollars. Mm. Tens of billions of billions with a B, right? Because then we'll be electing people that actually represent people in the community. And Republican or Democrat, it hardly matters at this point. Mm -hmm. But we want people from the community to go back to the community and say, what do you need? Yeah. And so th the second aspect of this is to make voting day a federal holiday. A federal holiday that, that forces businesses to give every person the ability to go vote. That means everything closes. I mean, we closed things for COVID for months. Right. So we will shut everything down for one day. And one day, your only job is to go vote, period. That's your job. You got an ID and you go to a polling place, which we've, we've extended and put them in, in more places, shrunk the, the precinct size, and we give you access to making sure you can do it. And that way, every person, man, woman, and child, the only absentee ballots will be those for, that are handicapped, which represents less than a half a percent of people in the country. But this election in 2022, 100 days, 100 cities, 10 groups of people, 10 groups, two by two, going to every city and telling you how to get rid of the machines. And it's not violent. You don't have to be violent. But the police are gonna have to make a decision. They're gonna have to make a decision when 10,000 people show up and say the machines have to go. They have to go. 
We're, we're not voting on machines. We're voting on paper ballots. And it's, it's simple because that is the lesser magistrate. That is you standing in the gap against the oppressor, which is people that tell you, I'm your daddy, and the oppressed, the victims that have been victimized to a degree that is not normal. It is not, it is not even, it's not tolerable. And so, so these are the things that we're going to do, and we're going to talk about the gun stuff, and we've got a lot to go through on that, but, but um, that, that's, that's the plan. The plan is 100 cities. We're going we're gonna to roll out the plan in those 100 cities. And look, I'm going to be under an extreme amount of pressure. They're going to say, they're, they're going to call the lesser magistrate. They're going to call the 100 million Americans we're going to try and collectively get together. They're going to call all of those people uh, anarchists and, you know. Election we, deniers and terrorists and dangerous and blah, blah, blah. Because you have been instilled all your life, been told we have to respect the rule of law. Mm. Well, if there is no rule of all, law. And if, there is. If, if, they, if they have applied a standard which oh. allows them to burn down buildings, push you into your house, negate the Constitution, find creative ways around so they can basically tax you to death, take more of who you are than you're allowed to keep as a family. When and then say you can't defend yourself. When, when they've done all of that, then there is no rule of law. Right. There is no rule of law. It's tyrannical law. Right. And what Thomas Aquinas says is that an unjust law is no law at all. And that's what we're up against right now, is that they're using unjust laws, laws that have, have no bearing on reality, have no bearing on sensibility. And all of you, many of you have said, Joe, uh, there's nothing we can do about it. So we have a plan that activates and is actionable for every American in the United States. And, and by the way, it's unlikely alliances. I'm going to be talking about unlikely alliances. I'm going to be talking about the fact that you have an obligation to stand up, that you're going to be a part of making sure that we vote on paper ballots. And with that said, we're going to really quickly do a read, if we can, for uh, one of our sponsors, um, Air Medcare Networks. They've been a long-term sponsor of ours. Today's podcast is sponsored by Air Medcare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors, we want to make sure our family is protected in a medical emergency. Health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight, but with Air Medcare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com daily and use promo code daily, and we're going to give you a $50 Visa gift card uh, when you sign up to a $50 gift card when you sign up today. I do want to tell you it gets cheaper if you go for a longer term, and there is, there is a plan that, and, and I had a friend, I was talking about Tom before, um, that there's a plan where you can, they can air med medically transport you from one place to the other. Um, if, if you ever need, uh, for any state, if for, for any reason, you need to be air medically transported, um, they have the ability to do that too. So it, it is a, another package you can check into um, if you haven't. But yeah, before we get into the gun stuff, I just want to, you know, make one point off of what you were saying about moral decay, right? So we as a society, the, the, the individual Americans in large part um, are still morally where they were a uh, long time ago, right? I mean, we, we respect life. We want to protect children. We, we believe in liberty and freedom. But the, the ruling class has, has decayed um, in a significant way. And I think, yes, it's not us that have moral decay, but we've allowed it, right? American apathy is one of the greatest problems that we yeah. have. And that's what we mean by getting in the gap is no longer 
allowing it and calling it out when we see it and not not allowing um you know being called a name the threat of being called a name or uh you know being labeled by uh by by people who are who are just absolutely terrible people who are pushing to enslave all of our countrymen um i don't care what they call us right i mean i i, I really don't care what they say it's you, and, and this is you know it kind of gets us right into the to the gun discussion because that that is what they're playing and we talk a lot about narrative on this show and we talk a lot about you know kind of breaking down what it is that they're trying to do and what um what ends are these means pushing towards and uh they're they're not hiding it any longer but they're essentially the bad guys right i mean the people that want to take away your right to self-defense and want to enslave you want you to own nothing and be happy want you to be wholly and totally reliant upon government these are not people that we need to be concerned about what they think of us these people are evil and uh when we say get in the gap that's what we mean is that you can't allow uh the notions and feelings and you know the the um concerns about being labeled i mean political correctness is what got us here to begin with right is is not saying the truth not speaking the truth because the truth is offensive the truth is offensive the gospel is offensive. Yeah, um, it, it's it, it's also still the truth, and and we need to speak it. So so let's um, we're gonna we're gonna run through a bunch of stuff that has gone on today, and um, it's it's really frightening actually. Mm -hmm. And as we start as we start looking at the hearing they had yesterday in the House, and I know that they covered it. I know you guys covered it last night. Um, they did a great job, real in depth uh, look at it. We're gonna touch on the hearing a little bit this morning, but we're gonna. Talk about the fallout from the hearing more that we see uh, all yeah. the hysterical cries for making making sure that Americans can no longer defend themselves. Let's go ahead and, and talk about the hearing really quickly. Play A1, please, Mr. Producer. As someone who was in that room for today's tearful and gut-wrenching testimony, I just wonder, was there a moment that you sensed a breakthrough of any sort in those who've been fighting against changes to gun laws? Possibly. I think that when the, the parents of Lexi Rubio spoke, it was about um, as emotional a moment as you're ever going to find on Capitol Hill. And you could just hear a pin drop at that moment. And I think that uh, they did open up some hearts at that time to considering, you know, what happens when we let uh, guns kind of... Uh, kind of run amok in, in, in America and cause the devastating violence that it has caused. The guns are running amok, yeah. Joe. So, so guns aren't running amok. And the reason why we do this show is not, you know, I don't want to, a couple things I don't want to do. You know, I, I don't want to chastise you and I don't want to lecture you. I want to talk to you about what's happening in the community. I don't want to give you some, some ways that we can stop a lot of the things that are happening from happening, but guns aren't running amok. Evil is running amok. Yeah. And when, we take, when you take the ability for people to look at what the problem is and service a symptom, then it, be, it creates chaos. And chaos always favors, it always favors the, 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 the people that create the chaos. Mm -hmm. And that's what the evil's done. I'd like to play this. This is cut two. This is, um, we have a window of opportunity. They're, they're looking for a window of opportunity to create more hyperbolic statements and to lie to the American people. And that's what they did. Remember, the, the Uvalde 
they've skipped over all the facts of the fact that the police let those children be killed. Skipped over the fact that somebody propped open a door to let the murderer in. It's all the AR-style rifles' fault. Yeah, it's all all, it. all the guns' fault, and all the and all the gun owners, the legal gun owners. It's all your fault. And if AR-style rifles were banned, this never would have happened. Which we know is not true. Of so, course, it's not so, true. It's so ridiculous let's go, nonsense. Let's go ahead and play A two, please. Facing. You may know Matthew as an actor, but more importantly, he is, is a how father, we really know they're taking a native it of oh, Uvalde, yeah. Texas, and a, gun owner, and a gun owner. He he is here today to use his platform to call on leaders to take bipartisan action to end the senseless killing and pass reasonable gun responsibility measures that we know will save lives. Just a few minutes ago. Matthew met briefly with the president to talk about the importance of t of taking action. She hasn't really gotten better at the speaking safe. thing. No. But without further ado, I will like to bring up Matthew. Let's Thank jump you. to the next one and just if Mr. Po uh, Mr. Mr. Apollo, that's what I almost said. That's fine. <laughs> Can you just play the first 36 seconds because I think this is a really important A3. statement that he makes. A3, yeah. Uvalde, Texas is where I was born. I swear my, my mom taught kindergarten less than a mile from Robb Elementary. New Valley is where I learned to master a, a, a Daisy BB gun. Took, that took two years before I graduated to a 410 shotgun. New Valley is where I was taught to revere the power and the capability of the tool that we call a gun. New Valley is where I learned responsible gun ownership. Okay, you can pull that down. Now, so me. so what's real important about that is that we don't we don't teach that anymore, right? When Matthew McConaughey was going through school was very likely back when they taught gun responsible gun ownership and gun safety and how to use a firearm and how to respect a firearm in school. I was taught that as a child by my parents. Um, but they don't teach it anymore and we're not taught to revere the tool that we call a firearm. We're our society teaches that they're, they're terrifying and they all have to be banned. Yeah, so the, the, we, we, just, we, we have to, again, work the problem. And as we start working the problem, we start seeing that they're going to use rhetoric and hyperbole in order to create a move towards their goal, which is to disarm the American people. And it is, the, it is a slow road. And what they did is they've infiltrated the NRA. I mean, the gun lobby is broke. It's broke. And it's broke in. Because you have, like, Rocky Mountain gun owners, you know, they're, they're just highly connected to, to the FBI and everything else. They, they try to create as much mm -hmm. uh, chaos they possibly can in the, in the Rocky Mountain region. You have the NRA, which is anemic. They're only good at, you know, becoming a part of an organization. And, look, I work with the NRA. And some of the local chapters do great, great work. But as a national organization, it's become a fraternity, a frat boys club, where they can just, hey, meet and pat, tap heads because they're at a level where it doesn't matter. These people are all protected by people with guns, mm -hmm. all of them. Right. Lapeer is, is protected by guns. The NRA CEO is protected by guns. And Does Matthew McConaughey and the White House press secretary, they're all protected by guns, too. So, so let's talk about how we solve the problem really quickly. It's really simple. Responsible gun ownership 
An armed society is a polite society. Now, we've seen this, this happen over many, many decades. If you go back 100 years, the police used to make towns gun-free zones in the wild, wild west. That was a, a way to solve problems. So they made it a gun-free zone. And, and then never had any gun violence problems again. Yeah, and that's not true. That's not what yeah. happened. So what, what actually happened is people were murdered in the street. And criminals are the only ones that had guns. So the sheriff was like, you know, I tried to solve the problem by saying, all right, nobody can have a gun. But stabbings went up, rapes went up, assaults went up, beatings went up. And so the sheriffs decided they all got together. This, this actually happened. They all got together. And they decided that, no, we're going to make everybody armed. And do you know what happened to crime in the Wild Wild West? It plummeted. It plummeted. Mm -hmm. It plummeted. And so we have to have that same mentality in our country that, hey, listen, we, we have guns. And by the way, we don't have a bloodthirst for guns. Right. We don't. We, we have an evil issue in our country because we've spurned God's law. We've spurned God's commandments. We've, you know, if, if they had their way, they would take down the Ten Commandments in front of every courthouse in the nation. Now, some of those people have walked out with three, four, five hundred guns. That's why I know that the lesser magistrate would work. It's because they walked out and said, you're not taking the statue down. You come in here take the statue down, we're going to take you out. Yeah. Because they recognize that the foundation of God in their community is important. So as we, to solve this problem, you can't take gun ownership away from law-abiding citizens. And you can't say that an assault rifle, because of the way it looks, is more dangerous than any other gun. The thought of saying that is an absurdity. It doesn't shoot faster than any other gun. It doesn't do more damage than any other gun. It's not, you know, the bullets aren't faster. They don't have, you know, more impact. None of that is true. None of that is true. I want to just, I want to say it again for the people in the very back. None of that is true. An AR-15 does not fire differently than a 308. An M1A 308 Springfield does not fire differently. It does not fire differently than... A seven millimeter. Matter of fact, it does less damage in a 223 556 platform than a 7mm would ever do. Do you know what was trending on Twitter this morning? No. Decapitated. Because. Uh, uh, Kevin Hogg. The next. Well, he loves. He, he, lo he loves. He lo David. Dave, David. Yeah, David, David Hogg. Hogg is on fire today. Uh, you know, may, just his, his ignorance is on complete dis display. But if you play A4. Uh, this this guy is why uh, decapitated is trending. I chose to be yeah. a pediatrician. I chose to take care of children. Keeping them safe from preventable d diseases, I can do. Keeping them safe from bacterial and brittle bones, I can do. But making sure our children are safe from guns, that's the job of our politicians and leaders. In this case, you are the doctors, and our country is the patient. We are lying on the operating table, riddled with bullets like the children of Robb Elementary and so many other schools. We are bleeding out and you are not there. My oath as a doctor means that I signed up to save lives. I do my job. And I guess it turns out that I am here to plead, to beg, to please, please do yours. It's interesting to hear them talk about their oath as a doctor. I thought that they had forgotten. Yeah, forgotten so about that whole first do no harm thing in the age of COVID, but maybe not. It's politically expedient to use it now. So, 
So let's put this up if we can, B1. This is uh, David Hogue talking about if our government can't do anything about 19 kids are slaughtered and every, even several decapitated, it's time to change who's in government. It's definitely time to change who's in government. So I, dis- I, I totally agree with him on that, but I disagree with the why. So, so we, we, we are now told that a bullet will decapitate you. Yeah, uh, and the nine millimeters will blow your lung out of your body. Don't forget about that one. I think it was that same guy who also said that when an AR-15 round goes into someone, it looks like a grenade went off inside of them. Yeah, yeah. that's not true. Um, the next one, if you go to B2, another one, he says, some days doing this work is especially hard after hearing the kids were decapitated. This is one of those days I'm so angry and heartbroken. Yeah, he used deca- I think he's like personally responsible for it trending because he used it like 475 times, the word decapitated. And so let's, uh, let's go ahead and put this uh, little mockery crap bag up on the screen, please, and play a- B3. One of the things that I don't think is being talked about enough right now is the economics of this situation. Guns are not like most products. They don't break down nearly as fast over time as you know an iPhone or something that you tend to use on a daily basis does. As a result, you know there are there there are over over 400 million guns in this country, and I think the problem that marketers run into that these gun companies run into is their shareholders need to have profits constantly brought back to them to grow their investments. Right? What do you do when everybody who has a gun that wants one already does have one. You need to invent new ways selling it, guns. new ways of creating demand. So what you do is after these shootings happen and there's calls for regulation, you tell people the government's coming to take your guns and then you sell more guns. Then there's more shootings that then causes more calls for regulation and causes more fear, growing the number of guns that are sold, growing the number of shootings, and then enables them to grow their profits and buy off our politicians. I just, I, I don't think that's being highlighted enough, the economics of this situation. Yeah, so he actually doesn't understand economics. He didn't go to school for I'm economics. Shocked. Matter of fact, he didn't go to school for anything, if you want the truth about David Hope. He went well, to school for nothing. This is, after, this is the same dude who wanted to start a competing MyPillow company. He and did. After realizing how difficult it was, said, yeah, not in the cards for me. i got to focus on other yeah, things. Yeah, his pillow company failed real quick. Yeah, so, um, but, but here, here's, the, here's what I, w- I want you guys to understand economics. Gun stores and gun ranges have not sold everyone that wants a gun a gun because we're constantly educating American people that they've told can't own guns, mostly minorities, by the way. And it's one thing that people have said over the last little bit. They've, they've talked about the fact that everyone that has a gun or wants a gun has a gun. That's not true. See, black people in the inner city are told you can't have guns. Matter of fact, the regulations in those environments are so, so stringent that they get hemmed up for buying a firearm to protect themselves in a place where they could normally across this country own a gun legally and protect themselves and understand and be trained on those guns. And so we spent a lot of time in the gun industry. And this is, this is what I spent a lot of time do, doing is reminding minorities in those areas that they have a responsibility to own a gun and that they have a responsibility to learn how to use that gun. And, and, and so everyone doesn't have a gun. And there's an if you want to talk about economics, um, because it's really important that we talk about this economics, uh, economic part specifically, and that is the industrial prison complex. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And most black and brown people in the inner city get hemmed up for things because they're carrying a weapon. So now they're guilty of a felony carrying an illegal weapon, right? When the, they're just there to protect themselves. Many, many times... They're, they're not carrying a gun to commit a crime many times. But then you take this person, you put them in the, in the system, you make them go crack rocks or build plates for, for 26 cents a plate, 
right? And you give them 10 years in prison, right? That's what's happened. You take something that's guaranteed by the Constitution, you, you tell them they can't have it, they have to protect themselves from the evil people that run around, that, that, have, that, that operate with impunity. The DAs let those people go on the streets, and the economics of it is that the industrial prison complex starts churning through people <laughs> in this system in order to create more opportunity and more money for the people that align themselves with the 38,000 judges and magistrates and the 7,400 people who are selected, not elected in our country. Now just keep, keep in mind what I just said. That's economics. The, the gun issue, as far as people having guns, is not the economics. So with that said, we, we have a sponsor, uh, IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, maybe advertisers know too much about you. IP Vanish is a, a VPN and it, it's, it's here to protect your rights to stay anonymous online. Helps you sa safely browse the internet without exposing your private details. And you can use it on computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick. And what it'll do is it'll encrypt all of your data, including your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more. And that'll stop people from being able to see it. It makes you virtually invisible online. Uh, IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So go to IPVanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily. <sighs> so, so, you, you know, I, I think that the education part of what we're talking about is really important because you can you can check me on this, but now they want to have now, now they want to actually have a <laughs> march for our lives. Yeah, of course. Again, a march for our lives again because you know that's how they're gonna that's how they're gonna take away the right to self defense. Um, the uh, I want to I want to go to to B five if you could pull up B five. Um, Oh, it didn't didn't come out very well, did it? Yeah, no, I can't read that one, huh? Um, so basically, what I wanted to raise is just this emotional argument, right? They don't they want to toss reason and logic out the window, and they want to have a um, a emotionally like everything with the left uh, and and really the government. Um, they want to have an emotionally driven conversation. So in that tweet that I was referencing, you have. Um, some uh, one of the legislators saying that they're going to stop one of the right-leaning legislators saying that they're going to stop uh, the the Democrats from from destroying the Second Amendment, and then you have Peter Souza on top of that who who quotes the pediatrician talking about the decapitation. They're pulling it all back to if you have any concerns about what we're trying to do, you want to murder children. You worship guns. You worship child sacrifice. It's funny that they've turned out people who literally sacrificed children, 60 million children since Roe versus Wade, sacrificed at the altar of convenience, right, and choice. Um, but they want to say that if you, if you desire to protect your family, your property, your children by leveraging your right to self-defense, your inalienable right to self-defense, that you want to kill children. And that's right. that's what they say. So that's what was in that tweet. But we do have a little bit of, of common sense making a uh, a comeback. Can you pull up C one, please? Oh, there it was. There. So so yeah. Um, I can't read that. If you could. 
read that. Okay, so um, this talks about our God-given right to defend ourselves. Um, this is a mother of a DC victim. Uh, Lucretia Hughes' life changed forever in April 2016 when she learned her 19-year-old son, Emmanuel, was shot in the head at a party while playing dominoes. My ex-husband answered the phone and let out a blood-curdling scream, uh, a scream of pain from the depths of his soul. Hughes, a member of the DC Project, Women for Guns Rights, said that her organization believes education is the key to safety regarding guns and not ineffective legislation. Hughes wants Congress to act on stricter gun control measures, but believes the right for people to defend themselves. Despite living with the heartache of losing my son daily, I believe in our God-given right to defend ourselves from any act of violence. Keep him, I mean, it, it, Amen. Yeah, so this is... Yeah, so let's go ahead and play that next video that you've got there as well. C2. This is, again, Common Sense is making a comeback. Um, hopefully, it'll, it'll, the trend will continue, but C2, Mr. Producer. responsibility, they should receive additional compensation. A retired military officer from my district, an Army colonel, sent me an email a few days ago, and I want to read a short section of it, and I quote, I'm absolutely convinced that the single most effective method to eliminate school shootings is to take away all the signs that declare all schools are gun-free zones and do away with all laws that require such postings. Replace those signs with signs using these words or similar words. We love our children and will do anything to protect them. Accordingly, selected teachers and staff are armed and trained to protect our children. Proceed at your own peril, you will be stopped. The rationale for this dramatic change in policy is really quite simple. Gun-free signs, gun-free zone signs don't protect anyone. They take away the law-abiding citizens' capability to be a force in helping to protect. Soft targets. To be a force in protecting our children. Yep. You know, one of the things that I say about what we do on the right is that we're, we chase stories, right? We chase stories and then we forget about it. And one of the things that irritates the leftists is that I don't, I'm like a dog with a bone. I say that the problem that we have in our country is election fraud. So I cover it a lot. And many people are like, oh man, he's talking about election fraud again. Yep. And I would say, yeah, I'm talking about election fraud again. I'm going to continue to talk about election fraud. And uh, so as, as we start talking about election fraud and we walk through these, these different processes, a lot of things come up. But we, 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 people think that, we, we beat the, that we're beating a dead horse. Because, mm -hmm. Joe, why aren't we covering this one piece? Why aren't we covering this? Because it gives you bipolar disorder. Mm. We have to stay focused on the problem. We have to talk about that problem. And so I talk to other uh, influencers or people that are on podcasts, and I go, listen, you got to focus. you got to get back to that issue. I already covered that issue. We'll cover that issue again. Mm we got to continue to cover that issue. And they're like, oh, you, you have to cover the truth vote deal. And I'm like, okay, I'll cover that too. We do it twice a day. But once a day, we should be talking about and foundationally drilling in because this is what the radical left does. So we, we move on. We, we're like, oh, let's move on. We, we talked about that. Okay, move on. No, we have to firmly put our feet inside of the problem and solve the problem until it's done. Yeah, you know why I think it's changing, though, is we were not supposed to still be talking about election fraud. No. This was supposed to be gone within six months or less, right? The January 6th uh, hysterical reaction um, and, and lies and suppression about what happened on January 6th. Again, j6truth.org, go watch the, the documentary, um, was supposed to, to sufficiently squash 
any uh, election denialism, right? And and this is this is why I think that we're in a different world now than we were pre-COVID, than we were stolen election, because the American people are awake to it. Yeah. Nobody's listening to them anymore. And we have a plan. And we have, we a, have plan. a plan. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we've got a bunch of really good guests that are coming up over the next couple of days too. But there's a couple of things, and I want you guys to know that we're going to be concentrating on giving a lot of people the ability to have a voice. Um, but as we talk about gun control, um, what is really interesting about that is that um, we do you remember the call to violence from this guy named Schumer? Yeah, I think we should re re remind people. So, so we've I, got a few calls to violence here. So I'll, I want to pivot to this. If we can play this, this is D1. This is Schumer in a call to violence against the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. Let's play D1. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful... Play D6, too. No, wait. Wait for it. They have used the power that they have gotten for all the wrong things. They want to keep themselves in power. They want to cater to the special interests. Projection it is time much? for us as Democrats to be as tough as they are, to be as dedicated as they are, to be as committed as they are. Michelle always says, Michelle Obama, I love her, you know, she and my wife like really tight, um, which always scares me and Barack. <laughs> but Michelle always says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No, no. When they go low, we kick them. <laughs> And now, Mr. Producer, let's do D5. If we can't protect the children, we can't protect anybody. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. Look. The people okay. are going to turn on them, they're going to protest, they're going to uh, absolutely harass them until they decide that they're going to tell the president, no, I can't hang with you. Our issue is strong borders, no crime. Their issue is open borders. Let MS-13 all over our country. That's what's going to happen if you listen to them. Okay, so it's interesting as you walk through it, they, all of this rhetoric that they've created has caused a huge issue. Um, if you want to put this up, if you would, Mr. Producer, put up D2. Um, th this is David coming in again and having a nice little conversation. The next shooter is plotting his mass shooting right now. I understand that we need to protect our justices, but I must ask at Leader, McCon Mitch Leader, Leader McConnell, where is this attitude after Sandy Hook or Park Parkland or El Paso or Tree of Life or Buffalo or Texas? Um, and it calls, Mitch McConnell calls on the Democrats to pass Supreme Court security bill after a man arrested outside Kavanaugh's home. House Democrats must pass this bill and they need to do it today. No more fiddling around with this. They need to pass it today before the sun sets. And by the way, the Democrats did not want to protect Kavanaugh. And right. if you want to know what happened for to Kavanaugh, 
this is this is absolutely unbelievable. And then I will do a uh, a read. If actually, let's let's just go ahead and 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 read in our last one of our last sponsors, and that is Axos Bank. Um, so I get really excited about this bank, Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a full digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Let's take a look at the rewards checking account. We can earn the highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can also get a $150 bonus when you open by open an account uh, by July 31st. A big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. Um, if you go to axosbank.com daily for full details, that's A-X-O-S Bank dot com slash daily and for that cash bonus you need to fit you need to only have to have a fifteen hundred dollar direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account access bank is federal insured member fdic and they're there for us all of us access bank.com slash daily go check them out okay so as you said uh this, these calls for violence are you know it's this isn't just rhetoric we're actually seeing this become a reality mr producer can you please play d3 that Supreme Court scare. An armed man arrested outside Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home and charged with attempted murder after allegedly threatening to kill the justice. Terry Moran is outside the Supreme Court with more. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Michael. From a Supreme Court that remains, as you can see, locked down like a fortress. And this scary incident last night, another sign of the threat environment these justices face and of how unhinged the debate around the court has become. Overnight, FBI agents searched the home of a California man who now faces attempted murder charges for allegedly plotting to assassinate Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, driven by abortion rights and gun violence. The advisor, Thorne Apple, the caller, came to kill Supreme Court Justice Rex Kavanaugh. Investigators say 26-year-old Nicholas Roski, clad in black and carrying a backpack and suitcase, arrived outside Kavanaugh's home at around 1 a.m. early Wednesday. Roski then allegedly called 911, saying he had a gun on him and wanted to, quote, kill a specific Supreme Court justice. Shortly afterwards, U.S. Marshals already on scene arrested Roski. In his possession, a Glock handgun, a tactical knife, pepper spray, duct tape, and zip ties, as well as burglary tools. It's obviously it's behavior that we will not tolerate. Threats of violence and actual violence against the justices, of course, strike at the heart of our democracy. The FBI says that Roski... Okay, so the, so the reason why the, the scary part of this specifically is that he called the police. So it's a setup. It's an absolute, I, I just want to point out, it's a setup. The guy calls the police and says, I want to kill this Supreme Court justice. He's got a gun on him, zip ties, all of this stuff. Yeah, Charlie Kirk uh, tweeted this morning, the man outside Kavanaugh's home had a black tactical chest rig and knife, Glock 17 pistol, two magazines, pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, screwdriver, crowbar, duct tape, and other tactical gear. But no one on the left seems to be jumping to call him a domestic terrorist. Nope. And he's not a domestic terrorist. He said that, oh, we just won't tolerate this behavior. Yeah. But well, this was about and, abortion. And, and this is about abortion right? yeah. and gun rights. He shows up with a gun. He shows up with a gun, he goes to Kavanaugh's house, and they're not talking about it. They're not talking about the fact that the left are nothing but terrorists. Yeah. But that's what they are, because it's one of their own. So I want to read this. If I, Actually, I'm not going to read it, because we're already beat a dead horse. Something else you guys should know happened, by the way, and, it's, and this is breaking. And th this should concern you. This should really, really concern you. 
So there is a gubernatorial candidate in um, in Michigan who was at he was at January sixth. So he was there on January sixth. Um, I don't even know how to say this. The FBI raided his home. Just raided his home this morning. Mr. Producer, I'll go ahead and send this over to you. His name is Ryan Kelly. And this, if, if this does not push you to understand what they are doing and weaponizing the entire system, I don't know what is. So, uh, and let me just read some of this to you if I can. Mr. Producer, I just sent it to you. Michigan GOP gubernatorial race is once again in chaos after a fringe candidate. A fringe candidate, one of the most popular mm -hmm. candidates in the gubernatorial who is a Republican who stands up for the rule of law. And by the way, this is the Daily Beast. So it just, just shows you how weaponized and what they've done in the media, who was leading in at least one poll, was dragged out of his home by the FBI on Thursday and charged with particip participating in a Capitol riot. Remember, it wasn't a riot. And the more information that comes out, if you haven't seen it yet, go to j6truth.org. Watch it. And watch it. You were there. I was there, and I um, I wasn't as close as what you see in, in the video, um, but I climbed the bleachers, which w at the time that I got there, the bleachers were full of people. There were no police telling anybody to go anywhere. It was very festival atmosphere, but to see what was going on, because on the backside of the Capitol, you're down lower until you actually go up onto the Capitol property. Right. And so I climbed up to see what was going on, and I saw um, a lot of the video that's on J6 Truth. I I saw, I actually had it on my phone, that video, um, which was then wiped by Apple, but uh, I, I saw them trying to kick in windows and trying to go, what looked like them trying to kick in windows and, and go through that, uh, th th go through in into the Capitol building that way. When you watch this documentary, you see that there, the, that was like at the moments that Roseanne Boylan was dying. She was kicked. She right? got kicked she in was, the head by one of the police officers. Right. And that was the thing was for a lot of us that were there, it was such a, a, a happy festival atmosphere coming from the ellipse over that it, it didn't foot, right? It didn't make sense for um, to see that kind of violence on behalf of the people who were attending the rally. And what you come to learn in j6truth.org is that a lot of those people that are being painted as being violent were trying to save people's lives. Right. People were being trampled. Roseanne Boylan died. Um, because of because of the inaction, because of the actions and inaction of the Capitol Police, and Jake Lang is a hero. He is he is in, sitting in prison, probably in solitary, so he can talk to his lawyer, right? Um, sitting in prison, and he saved people's lives. He pulled people out of there, and they've been painted as terrorists and painted as as um, uh, you know as enemies of the state. Uh, when the Capitol Police um, should be disbanded. The Capitol Police should be disbanded. Nancy Pelosi, who is the top chief buck stops with her for a Capitol Police standpoint, she should be in solitary confinement. Yeah, so um, we're, 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 we're out of time. We've gone through a lot of stuff today, but I, I want to say that uh, th th this was disturbing. It was disturbing to, to know that he is actually leading in all of the polls. And, yeah. and a way to get rid of a very popular candidate from a Democrats and Republican standpoint. He is a 40-year-old um, real estate agent, was arrested on sef several misdemeanor charges of prosecutor alleged in a criminal complaint that he joined the riot outside the Capitol, allegedly climbing on the building's facade, removing coverings from structures, which he did not do any of those things. He did not do any of those. He, he's been very active in talking about what he did do and going to the Capitol, and he shared pictures of that.
but they made up things that are not true. Well, he's America first. And America first candidates are are being um, manipulated or persecuted or outright in the case of Georgia, the fraud is just rampant. Um, there's There's no way that the results of Georgia's primary elections are indicative of the will of the people of Georgia. Well, I tell you what, uh, that, that just leads me down to the things we're going to talk about today. We will have a guest on tonight, and um, we got a lot of stuff to discuss. And uh, we'll have more and more guests. We're also going to have a couple of panels that I think we're going to do over the next couple of days to talk about what's happening in Georgia. Um, if you know about Garland Favorito, his press conference was cut short. Um, they are literally coming down on anyone that has a different voice. And so mm-hmm. becoming the lesser magistrate becomes very important. So I'm going to quickly say a prayer, and then we're going to... Just before you do, I just want to make one more point on the issue of gun control. Uh, so, uh, we, we, you know, they're playing on your emotions, right? You want, they want you to see dead kids. They want you to see um, crying parents. They want you to hear the term decapitated and, you know, and, and picture little babies with their, with their heads off of their bodies so that they can remove your right to self-defense. That is the point. It, the prize is big here, guys. They want us to own nothing and be happy. Um, th- I don't think they really care about the happy part. I think that's just uh, that's just marketing. But they want they want us all enslaved. And as we say in the opening of the show, America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. It's it's just as true as the day that we said it is probably more true now. I want you to think about the violent crime rates. I want you to think about the people that... Uh, I want you to think about the summer of burn, loot, and murder. I want you to think about the, the domestic terrorism that's happening right now at pro-life uh, pregnancy resource centers that's happening all over the country right now against the backdrop of an incredible wave of violence they want you disarmed they they want you to give up your guns and that's why they are using the the children they're using a pile of dead children because they want you to to be so um be so emotional so emotionally overcome by the horror and it is horror i i don't take any joy in in dead children i think that the people that that uh not only committed this act um and all of these mass shootings but also allowed it uh and um didn't do their jobs as law enforcement i think all of those people need to be held accountable for the dead children but no amount of dead children should make you say yeah you know what i need to give up my right to self-defense because that's what they're asking you to do criminals don't abide by gun laws the criminals aren't going to give up their ar style rifles and the 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 government certainly isn't and at the end of the day the second amendment is to protect us from tyranny and we have a pandemic of tyranny in this country so against the backdrop of everything all the horror that we see in the world that's the backdrop against which they want you to say you know what i don't need my my firearms anymore i trust the government to protect me no no i don't care how emotional that they make it i don't care how they make how how many names that they call us uh how they tell us that we're evil and heartless and we don't care about the children um this is the side that's grooming children and selling children and murdering children in the womb and out of it i don't want to hear about morality from them and i certainly don't want to hear about my rights to self-defense and self-governance because they don't get a say so i'm done all right well, that's it. And uh, all right, so we pray really quick, and uh, y- and you can pray afterwards, by the way. 
But Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to have the podcast. Thank you for the, the many Americans that are standing up and standing in the gap. Father, it's a decision we have to make now. And that decision is, what side of the aisle are we going to be on? Are we going to be on the aisle of the tyrants? Or are we going to be on the, on the aisle of the victims? Or are we going to stand up and make sure that we can stop people from, from attacking and making people in our society victims? So Father, give us the strength to stand up. Please guard our hearts and guard our minds that we may not become the very thing that we're fighting against. Father, I would ask you to soften the hearts of those that are uh, in the FBI and, and other organizations that they can also make a choice to see that it is very clear. It is the oppressor versus the, the oppressed and make a decision to step away from, regardless of the consequences, and make the sacrifices that are necessary to protect other people in our community. Father, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, so we, uh, we'll have a show tonight at 4 o'clock. If you want to watch us, uh, you can listen to us at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank Speech. Obviously, we're pushing a lot of people over to Frank Speech. Um, it's a really good platform. You can also go and get the Frank Speech app on the app stores so please go do that great shows that are that are being shown there and brandon house is on fire so if you get a chance um check him out he's every night i think at five o'clock mm -hmm. um so get over there in, in uh, five o'clock mountain time mountain time so right and then mike's us. on at six o'clock mountain time yeah yep. so um also smash the rumble button on your way out share it with someone that needs to hear it we're on brighteon and if you want to listen to the audio version, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Um, we are going to have the In the Matrix guys on. I want to get those guys back on. It's been a while since we've had them. So let's um, push on them. And we're going to simulcast uh, to both places on. It's going to be kind of fun. But I'm going to reach out to them today. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 if you want to get a reminder when we go live. And in the description, you can check out um, our newsletter and sign up for that as well. Link is in the description. Uh, go over to conservative-daily and become a, a partner with us um, for as little as $10. We're also going to have some great content we're going to be pushing out um, and some meet and greets and things like that that we do on Zoom and so on and so forth with members as well. I do want to thank the many members that have signed up over the next last little bit. Um, and then <coughs> if you want to have us come to your town, if you want to have us come to your city, um, and you have an organization or if you know of an organization that's in your town uh, that would sponsor it, we are going to be doing this 100 days, uh, 100 different cities, and going from city to city to city. And it's going to be like the, uh, the, the call of Paul Revere, right? So it's uh, the British are coming. In this case, it's the evil is coming. The devil is coming. And we need to prepare for it and get rid of it. And we can do it just by standing up. And matter of fact, it could happen very quickly, very quickly. And not without, sac not without sacrifice. There might be sacrifice. And, and by the way, they're, they're, they're afraid of what I'm actually talking about. I mean, this is, this, there's an actual fear that we stand up as a community and say, now we've had enough. Yeah. And if we look at the sensibility of what's happening in our nation, none of it makes sense. You can't even look at what's happening on the educational standards and say that it's normal. It's not. It's the devil's work. So stand up and stand in the gap. Well, it makes it makes sense when you uh, when you look at what their actual goals are, right? Yeah. When when you realize what the what our enemies' goals are, everything makes sense. Then you can see it for what it is. But you've got to turn off the narrative, and you've got to uh, tune into the truth. Okay, so that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We will uh, see you uh, at four o'clock today. Otherwise, God bless you, and we'll see you then. God bless. <laughs>